Thanks for listening to GYST. You're listening to Get Your Shit Together with Adina and Diane, a digestible health and fitness show for women. Real quick, the content of this podcast is intended for general information only and is not medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Chat with your healthcare provider before making changes. Okay? Okay, cool. I think they got it. Let's jump right into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the final episode of season one. The finale. Finale of season one of GYST. What's up, Diane? I'm curious. I'm curious what is the standard for a podcast season? I mean, shows are all over the place, right? They're limited series. Some shows have like 15 episodes. Others have 30. You never know. So it's just whatever you want it to be, I guess. We're wrapping it up before the rest of the holiday season. We're going to take some time off mm-hmm. and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. I've seen all kinds of things. Like some people do like 10 episode seasons and just like start them up whenever some people just go the whole year without a break which i think that's a little crazy marathon <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we need some time off ask our boss for some time <laughs> off i know that you're about to take some tomorrow yes uh the rubens are off to florida to visit my brother so by the mm-hmm. time you're listening to this i will be already back home in new jersey but man i am excited for some sunshine some beach time some bro time gonna be really fun yeah i really want to see abe experiencing waves for the first time just the beach in general yeah so he's I'll been he's been to the beach when he was little we went last december we took them to florida but he's a whole new man now so it will definitely be a new experience <laughs> oh cutie oh and how was hanukkah give us a little hanukkah recap oh it was so much fun okay so I feel like the last time we talked, Hanukkah had just started. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the only thing notable is that at this point, we gave the kids some cute presents. They were so sweet. We do mostly like low key stuff like books. Um, we got Minnie a new pair of headphones because, you know, how she loves to cuddle up with her Alexa and just listen to jams. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. But we did have a Hanukkah party at my mom's house with like all my cousins. And it was a karaoke party. <laughs> it was hilarious. Just like so much fun. Did you sing something? No, I did not. I was mostly hanging with my children. But Minnie cannot hang. Like the party was late. And so Minnie was just kind of like sitting on a chair, sucking her thumb and enjoying the music. Abe was partying so hard. So those of you who don't know, Abe is sports guy sports. I feel like I've told you this recently. But he loves the song Basketball by Lil Bow Wow, (laughs) as Alexa says it. And so Donnie asked them to play Basketball by Lil Bow Wow. And Donnie, he's such a good sport. He did the rap part. And then I wish there was a video of this. Abe would just take the microphone and be like, they're playing basketball. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. I have to get a video of him doing it. Um. But it was just, he like knew to do it in the microphone. It was so cute. It was so funny. He's a star. He is a star. I think he's a star and he knows it. Yeah. Minnie is like a star in our house, but she doesn't like the stage in front of the other people. She's very outgoing, but she doesn't like the stage. It's interesting. I kind of want to watch it develop. I'm curious if this is her inherent personality or if some of it had more to do with like COVID stuff and like 
the trauma of school shutting down in the middle of the year and her just being home for a while, not really understanding what was going on at the very beginning. So yeah, I imagine that's so confusing for little. Yeah, ones. I'm curious. I'm curious to watch this kind of sort itself out. But anyways, she does. She was really into like her Hanukkah playlist that we had for her. And she would rock out to Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Oh, everyone knows that And one. she knows every word. Like she walks around going, drink your gin and tonica, smoke your marijuana. And Donnie and I are like, should we shut this down? It's so cute. Does she really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, on a more wholesome Hanukkah song note, I really liked the puppy for Hanukkah yes, song that you sent Debbie me. Diggs did like a puppy for Hanukkah song. If you don't know that one, it's hilarious. Um, Last episode, I talked about Spotify playlists that were hilarious songs that excite the white folk and on a similar well not similar note but on a funny note doug has a playlist called songs that bug doug my pug so these are songs that really upset him and one of them is puppies are forever by oh yeah it's a christmas song there's a lot of barking a lot of high-pitched noises in the beginning and he hates it it takes him like zero to a hundred angry like as soon as it comes on oh on a on a less wholesome hanukkah song note if you have never heard the Rachel Bloom Hanukkah Honey song, it's really funny. Also, she is the creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, that musical show I love. And her, like, you, I've showed you some of her YouTube stuff that you've laughed yeah. at. But she does a song called Hanukkah Honey, which is a play on Santa Baby. And it has some deep cuts for the Jewish folk. Like, if you went to Jewish summer camp or were part of any kind of Jewish community in college, like... It will resonate, and there are some really deep-cut jokes for Jews in there that are so funny. Um, but yeah, it's a little it's a little raunchier. <laughs> we'll put it in the show yeah. if you want to check it out. Yeah, well, we're excited for a little break. So today's episode, though, is a little round yearly roundup. Yeah, it's like our, our year in review podcast wrapped. Yeah, but without all the cheesiness that came with like the Spotify wrapped. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Who was writing those main character energy? You understood the assignment. Like how many, how many things go, like cheesy lines can we fit into this? Yeah. Too much. It was, it was a lot. Um, but yeah, we're going to do our year in review. We're going to chat about the things we liked, the things we didn't like and what we're looking forward to for 2022. So yeah. we'll start with our yeah. usual. What are we consuming? Diane, what are you eating? What are you watching? Yeah, on the media front, I need to update my letterbox app. Okay, on a funny note, I watched High Note with Dakota Johnson and Tracy Ellis Ross, who I love. love. She's so funny. I, I follow her on Instagram. She's just, she looks like she just has this contagiously like funny, happy, bubbly personality, and she'd be super fun to hang out with. She's kind of a, I mean, she was a diva in this movie, but Dakota Johnson is her assistant slash wannabe, a, a wannabe producer. And it was a cute movie. It was a really cute movie. There was this funny moment where um, one of the other characters is hitting on Dakota Johnson's character in the store, and he's singing the OC song by Phantom Planet. It's not the name. California by Phantom Planet. It's a banger. Really loved that moment. But check it out. It is on Amazon Prime streaming. And then on a whole other genre, I watched two climbing documentaries. My little brother is really into rock climbing. I've tried some of that at a local climbing gym, but this is on a whole other level. 14 Peaks 
and the alpinist 14 peaks or they're both on both on netflix 14 peaks even if you are not into climbing or any of this this is just impressive this one follows this nepalese mountaineer and his team as they set out to climb 14 of the world's tallest mountains so i think they're 8,000 feet and above <laughs> and this one leg of their their journey they were trying to climb everest and then two other mountains and they did it in 48 hours Whoa. that is insane yeah like the these people have no fear it's very impressive it's worth a watch even if you're not into climbing same too with the alpinist but as i was watching it i was also thinking like how like you're running on a treadle and mm-hmm. constantly yeah this is exhausting yeah i mean i loved free solo that's like an older doc obviously yeah but yeah when we talk about things like and they they touch on it in free solo a little bit just like what is going on in the brain of a person who chases this high all the time and we talk a lot about stress hormones and just like the high and the focus that comes with that and so some people are just chasing more of that in or doing it in a different way some people are doing it in their jobs in their lives and some people are just doing it with a sport like this and um, right and it's very impressive oh, yeah. there's no denying that these people these two men the main in 14 i forget his name i'll have to look it up and mark andre and the alpinist are superhuman in their physical yeah. ability too i mean it, that this is just not normal but uh mark andre and the alpinist was talking about how in a former part of his life he was heavy into lsd acid and was always chasing the next mountain, the next thrill. But he had a pretty wholesome upbringing from what he shared, he and his mom shared. It was just, like, very impressive. Yeah. And I'm laying on the couch thinking, I'm exhausted watching this, but nice work. Yeah, climbing. The whole, like, free climbing, no ropes, like, uh, um, yeah, gives me goosebumps. I know. Climbing is so fun. And, like, I get it. And I love it. And I wish I climbed more. But there's a certain level of risk that i won't assume you know yeah i mean even at the climbing gym it's very it's like a puzzle it's, yeah it's fun to figure out your next route and then getting to the top and think oh shit i have to come back down yeah. <laughs> somehow so it's quite an exercise mentally and physically so worth a watch both of those are on netflix and then high note is on amazon prime mm-hmm. what have you been watching we have new? not been doing too much new because our nights were pretty occupied by some Hanukkah stuff and we have a bunch of shows that we're digging right now. So we've basically been just like pouring through succession and sex lives of college girls. I know I've talked about that in the last two episodes, but we're very close to finishing that show. And I will say I'm falling deeper and deeper in love with it with every episode. And Di and I were talking about how annoying it is that these 10 episode seasons have kind of become standard because yeah. the show's a half hour long. Like, 10 half hour episodes is simply not enough content you know (laughs) are they renewed for a second season i didn't hear yet but i can't imagine they aren't like it's so so delightful um so yeah really enjoying it what have you been what have you been eating oh i i already know i saw in your story but tell everyone oh well we had some crispy latkes crispy latkes and the fun thing was i made latkes twice throughout hanukkah and I was just kind of over frying. I know that's like kind of the whole thing. But yeah, we did talk about it last episode. Yeah, a bit. but the, the second time I made latkes, I did them in the oven, which is like a little sacrilegious. But I put enough oil on the baking sheet and got it super hot. And then I put just like mountains of my latke batter and pressed them into the hot oil. And then 
cooked them at like roasted them at a really high temperature in the oven i wonder if you would call that baking because there is egg in there and it's more anyways either baked or roasted them whatever the technical term would be here and they got super crispy and delicious and i didn't miss that fry at all so highly recommend that and then also i've been loving honey nut squash you know what squash that is they're like the smaller looking butternut squashes they're so cute they're cute they're so cute so you little mini uh-huh, i roast them whole so basically i just slice them in half scoop out the seeds and put them face down on a baking sheet with a whole chicken and they roast it up in the chicken oh. fat and they were oh they're so cute they're so cute I know honey nut cheerios <laughs> honey nut squash yeah they're so cute oh. um so I, we roasted those up on a baking sheet with a whole chicken and they were so yummy i just like scoop it out with a spoon yum yeah oh over here on a similar crispy potato note I went out to dinner with a friend last night at a local place called Matchbox Diner. Their potatoes were the crispiest I've had anywhere. Look, I think they're fried, so I'm sh- I'm sure it wasn't great oil. But I know that they. I love parboiling my potatoes and then roasting them. You could get a similar effect that mm-hmm. way. And I had it with a crispy duck breast. Yeah, I love a good duck breast. Whoa, love that. Yeah, and you've heard me talk on the podcast about duck fat, so. Man, get you some at home and make some duck fat potatoes, roast up some duck. I really want to try making that at home. It's been a long time since I attempted it. I know. Duck is, we were just talking about this. Duck is kind of hard to cook because there's a lot of fat. So you really have to render it down slowly. And because it's a more expensive bird, I don't cook it as often. So I don't have as much practice. Yeah. Like you really got to, I've perfected the chicken. You know, I've cooked a chicken so many times that like my chicken comes out perfect, but duck i just haven't had enough practice for it to really be as good as i want it to be well that sounds yummy and crispy so let's get into the meat of today so we're gonna do our year in review we're gonna chat about what we loved this year so food fitness pop culture personal stuff biz stuff we're gonna talk about what souked what souked this year <laughs> and or nodded to yeah what we just did not like about 2021 and then we'll <laughs> chat about what we want to do more in 2022 Could that be a whole episode on its own I, that would be a debbie Downer. yeah right <laughs> we we'll try to keep it brief yeah. um yeah let's get into it <laughs> diane tell us what you loved f- in food for 2021 mm. there is one food i enjoyed above all the rest this is me trying to do a spotify yep. rap oh we won't do that uh homemade ice cream yes homemade ice cream actually if if you've been listening since the beginning you probably heard me go on this journey too now i guess i should back up and say prior to that i've done some years work on my gut so i could get to a place where i could enjoy this and i felt like getting to finally enjoy dairy ice cream without consequences side effects whatever you want to call them it took a lot of time of time so i consider that food like the grad school of dairy reintroductions right but before, I think before that, we started maybe in like March, or maybe a couple months after that, we started a herd share with a local farm. So reintroduced some raw milk. I like it raw, <laughs> unprocessed. <laughs> and so does my gut. So I was really excited to get that going and to support a local farm, Two Sparrows Farm. You've heard me mention them before in the show. And then... We thought, what are we going to do with all this extra milk? Like, I, it's been years since I really grabbed a glass of milk. I love it in my coffee. I love the cream that they have too. 
but we thought, all right, it's time for some ice cream. And I got the ice cream machine that you use and love, and it gets a lot of use. It was one of those things that one of those purchases where I was like, is this going to sit in the pantry and collect dust? Mm-hmm. No, it will not. We had heavy usage. Yeah, we both this did summer. it dirty on the ice cream front this year. So yeah, and and a lot of our listeners have been like, you made me buy an ice cream <laughs> maker. Um, I mean, it is spoiled. I mean, every now and then there are a couple of local places I like to get some ice cream, but we went somewhere recently. I won't name it. I still enjoy it for other things. Got some ice cream and he was like, it's, their vanilla is kind of chalky. Yep. Like the texture wasn't very good. And so now I don't really want to order like the homemade ice cream at, at most restaurants either. I know. Because ours is so damn good. I know. I know. It's like, it's hard to eat other ice cream once you've had this recipe. It's so creamy and delicious. Yeah. I'm so excited to finally have this back in my life and not feel terrible enjoying yeah. it. So like physically feel terrible. I don't have any guilt, you know, here, if you've listened to our yeah. show, there are no guilty pleasures. <laughs> Just pleasures. Just pleasures. Um, <laughs> yes. So I did a lot of ice cream around here too, but 2021 was the year that I perfected my gluten-free sourdough. Yes, you have. And that was worth it. It definitely was a learning curve. I used to make sourdough with wheat flour and got pretty good at that. But then it was just irritating to my gut. Even when it was fermented, my eczema was not having it. We'll see if... Did you ever make challah for Shabbos or no? I used to. I used to use wheat flour and just make a lot of challah, but... Have you made a gluten-free challah? It's before? not the same. Because, like... Is it hard to Yeah, do? Even, even the good gluten-free challahs, they're just not the same because the thing about challah is, like, that fluffiness and that squishiness, that pillowy thing. And you really just can't get that without gluten protein you know um i saw a recipe in that book that i gave you that i ended up buying for myself we'll link it if anyone wants to get into some gluten-free baking i was attracted to the book because she has so many things that i feel are missing in most gluten-free baking like there's just limited options there are a lot of steps yeah a lot of steps (laughs) is that true too for your gluten-free sourdough or is it approachable? Is it easy? Yeah, it is really approachable and easy. I got the supplies. Um, yeah, once you have the supplies, once you get that starter going, it's really approachable and easy. And there was a learning curve for me because gluten is just so forgiving. Like, I remember, so I had to cut out gluten when I was dealing with my eczema. And we'll see if 2022 is the year that I can do some fermented gluten again. Um, but for now, this is going really well. I don't miss bread at all. Like, my gluten-free sourdough is so good gets a crusty outside fluffy fluffy. inside like yeah it's so good um so yeah there's a learning curve with gluten-free sourdough because it just has a tendency to come out really gummy and dense Mm -hmm. and or you have to toast it with most other gluten-free breads especially those i buy in the store they're just not good unless they're toasted yeah i agree with that um and then i remember recently we had a friend who just had a baby and I wanted to make them a loaf of sourdough. So I grabbed my mom's starter and I made them sourdough with wheat flour. And I just like threw it in my stand mixer and just like completely ignored it and then threw it in the oven and it came out perfect. And I was just like, I can't believe anyone who bakes with gluten ever screws anything up. Like it's so easy. Yeah, I'm excited to try, but my starter supplies arrived over Shabbos. So 
I really wanted to ask you questions yeah. <laughs> and to wait for you to be back online. So I'm excited to give it a go. Yeah, we're going to do that. So maybe 2022 is the year that Diane perfects her gluten-free sourdough. <laughs> yeah, so those are our highlights. Ice cream, raw milk, sourdough. Yum. I did get into, uh, I feel really confident now, spatchcock in my chicken. Mm-hmm. In years past, I felt like I needed to call Neil in. We have some strong kitchen shears, right? But even when we have a bigger bird... I've found like the the right spot mm-hmm. to get the the cutting going. Oh my gosh, this sounds so gruesome. Yeah, there's one there's but, one spot where the backbone first starts that can be dicey if you don't get in the right nook. <laughs> I feel like Dwight. Do you remember when Dwight or the whole, the office goes to um, was it like a hibachi or something, and then Dwight is yeah he can't hear them. Away and, oh, you want oh you want to know how to slaughter a chicken? You just <laughs> gotta break its neck. Yeah, when Jim's messing with him. Yeah, that episode's really yeah, funny. Oh my god, when they take they it's take home the favorites. hibachi waitresses and Michael can't tell them apart, so he marks one of them. <laughs> Wasn't it a Christmas yeah, episode? I think so. Yeah. So that's one. Oh, of, it's Benihana um, Christmas. Yeah, that's what it's. That's the episode. Yeah, yeah, Benihana Christmas. I love like around Christmas, New Year's, watching like all of the Office Christmas episodes. So good. There's usually a channel doing it. Yeah. So on the fitness front, yes. what are some things we love? All right. Adina, 2021 was the year I got my RKC certification in Puerto Rico. What's RKC? RKC is the Russian kettlebell certification. And it was just a real highlight for me. So if you missed it, this was my 30th birthday present from Donnie. It was a big surprise. So the only downside to that is that I did not train properly for it because I didn't have enough time. Surprise. You're yeah. gonna, wait, that could have gone horribly wrong for so many people. Right. <laughs> hey. He knew I had my eye on it and I was already training yeah. with kettlebells. Um, I signed you up for a marathon. Yeah. Well, that would be a divorce. <laughs> a divorce um yeah no this was such like this was the perfect perfect present for me it was alone time which I was so hungry for at the time I had just been home with my kids for so long trying to run my business trying to survive in a pandemic in February yeah um so it was just like when I was really losing my mind um and so alone time would have been a present by itself. Puerto Rico would have been a present by itself. Like a community of strong people swinging kettlebells. He drops you off in the woods. Yeah. Like, oh, it was just, oh, <laughs> that's another great office Actually, episode. I'll have to send that to him as an idea. Yeah, that's another. Get her a cottage secluded in the woods. You know, dropper. the office episode where Michael's trying to convince them that he can survive in the woods by himself. And he like cuts his suit <laughs> pants and fashions it into a hat, you know? <laughs> so good. So anyways, it was all about community sunshine swinging kettlebells with other cool strong people it was just so cup filling and exactly what I needed at that time and it really was like when I fell in love with kettlebells and saw them as this solution for so many women so really big things happened for me on the fitness front in 2021 as far as like PRs. I got my 24 kg press, which is 53 pounds for those of you keeping track at home. Check. (laughs) Yeah. So a single arm press. That's a lot. Like a lot of weight, which felt really good. That's a heavy suitcase. Yeah. Right there. there. So you won't need any help tomorrow. No. And then I push pressed 32 kg, which is like 70 pounds or so. Um, So that's a whole lot of weight to hold in my hands and over my head. Wow. And is push press the one where you're, we bend our yeah. knees and then we go. So you get a little help from that lower body, but you still got to hold that thing overhead. And mm-hmm. I increased my pull-up volume. I joined a pull-up club with a friend of mine who's a great coach, 
Marlin at Reload Physical Therapy. And it's been nice to just like train in person a little and get my pull-up volume up. Yeah, because are you going to tell them what you're, uh, why you're loading up your pull-ups? Oh, I think we talked about it. But yeah, that's my fitness goal for 2022. I'll chat about it later. Oh, yeah, the, I- the Iron Maiden. Yes. I'm trying to hit Iron Maiden for 2022. That's very exciting. On my fitness front, oh my gosh, if like 17-year-old Diane could see me now, <laughs> if my, wait, if my advanced gym class co- teacher, teacher, coach, what I are they, know. could see me now, he was like, Diane, did you ever think you'd pass gym class? And at that time, no, I did not. Because I was with all the varsity, like double varsity <laughs> athletes in high school and like it just worked out with my schedule. Anyway. I hit eight consecutive strict pull-ups yeah, girl. this year. I've been going for 10, but need to work on these shoulders, keep those juicy, make sure that we're not too tight in there. So I was just really excited. I mean, when I hit one strict pull-up when I was with you in Phoenix a couple years ago, amazing. But then I felt like I was just chasing more or it took me a while to get more, right? So was super excited about that. And then I got my 175-pound barbell squat i think i attempted 185 i'd have to check with tavari but i was so stoked so now i can almost i can about squat kneel yeah so you better watch i out. remember when you were first setting barbell goals and it, you like just wanted your body weight squat and it's awesome to see you surpass that like it's just crazy yeah. bodies are strong and i think i have more in there too and tavari like i love having coaches like you and him who know that I have more. He's like, I know you have more in there. And I think a lot of it was the confidence, but right now I'm focusing on kettlebells. And that was another major highlight for me this year was doing strength training for happy hormones with you and feeling more confident around kettlebells. I love that they don't take up much space in my house. And I'm really pleased with my swings. That's really fun. And I always wanted to learn a Turkish getup. I really like those too. Yeah. I never thought I would say that. I know, right? But those look good. Your swings, your Turkish <laughs> get-ups, like, man, kettlebells are fun. You're doing the work and that form is getting and crispy. Just, thank you. And let me just toot your horn. I've seen some tragic kettlebell swings on Instagram and like, perhaps if, if, if people are moving, I love that for them. But what scares me is watching some of them and just knowing like, oh, this is one of the don'ts that Adina has shown us that could lead to major ouchies. Yeah, and not just that. It's like, how much power output are you leaving on the table, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the way I teach a kettlebell swing is for athletic development. And to me, when I see kettlebell swings performed so shittily, it's like, why aren't you just doing burpees or something useless? Like, you're using a tool that can be used for the amazing development of strength and power and you're just like not using it well like you're just leaving so much on the table you know yeah or some things that i'll say i think man that makes my back hurt watching it or they're using all their arms so if you've been curious about learning these skills just feeling more confident around cast iron (laughs) (laughs) um and getting stronger for your everyday life highly recommend strength training for happy hormones but this has been, it's been so fun being in your membership. Um, I still want to incorporate some, ke- not kettlebell, barbell in my life, but I'd say most of the year I am pleased with this approach. And so that's been super fun to try new things this year. Yeah. As the membership grows, I'm like playing around with doing 
like different cycles and different teams and seeing if people want to do a barbell cycle and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But right now it's all about that kettlebell because they're just so accessible and they're so much fun to learn. And there's like, you can spend a lot of time perfecting the skill and it doesn't get boring. So I feel like there's not this need to like constantly switch up the programming, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's been really fun. All right. Simple basics. That's where it's at. Let's do pop culture. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into our favorite shows of 2021. Um, I'll <laughs> kick it off. Diane and I were joking. We had to like text Donnie to remember what our favorite shows and movies were. I think my favorite shows of 2021 were Sex Lives of College Girls. And I know I just started watching that, but man, it just filled a need for me. It is the show I didn't know I needed. I really think you guys should watch it. You will, you'll probably really enjoy it. Um, I also really liked Hacks. That was that show about the older comedian and the younger writer. Um, and I really enjoyed that. It was just a fun watch. I liked Only Murders in the Building a lot. That was the Selena Gomez, Martin Short, Steve Martin show. And I think it was just like a fun New York story about like <laughs> true crime podcast. But it was more than that. It was really fun. And it's not scary. Yeah. And then I think Dave season two was one of my favorite things I watched this year. Just the season finale of season two of Dave was earth shattering. I loved it so much. And you guys know I loved White Lotus. Loved it. Yeah. Those last three we definitely have talked about on the podcast for sure. I liked White Lotus. I was thinking about my favorite shows. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I was just telling you the other day, I feel like I can't commit to a lot of shows. Yeah. I, like a movie that's an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. But if there's something that has like four plus seasons ahead, like, oh, that's a lot to get into. Yeah. I did just catch up on Big Mouth. So fun. Which is not something to watch with children around, but it makes me cackle. I really, I know a lot of people talk about Maya Rudolph's character, the hormone monster in that show, but I, Neil and I die listening to Lola, which is Nick Kroll's character. She kind of sounds like Wes. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I laugh cry watching that show that's what you need in life right yeah so that's a i've just been into comedy lately i mean really enjoyed white lotus that was good nine perfect strangers yeah um what else have i watched i feel like i'm blanking where i'm just re-watching things bachelor in paradise too which i never thought that i would say that i enjoy but that was a show i like to just watch turn my brain off watch that troll it as a friend, my friend Julia said, it's a slippery slope because now I, like, I'm actually a fan. Yep. It's like how I felt about Taylor Swift. I was like, oh, Taylor Swift. And here I am mm-hmm. enjoying Taylor Swift. It's kind of like, well, Taylor Swift is different, but it's kind of like bad, good yeah. movies where like you start out watching them as a joke and then you keep watching them and they just get worse, better and worse, better and worse, better. And then suddenly it's your favorite movie. <laughs> And suddenly you're invested. Yeah. yeah. Neil got into it too. And we would just, I mean, make a delicious dinner and have fun watching it and watching the drama that is in ours, like that kind of stuff. So that was something that I felt like I needed in this pandy. Yeah. 2021. On the, Oof. Yeah. On the movie front. Oh, I'm kind of blanking on this too. I don't know if there was a single film and I haven't seen, there are a couple that I see you listed here um, that I haven't seen yet. Really liked 
I think we both agreed on this promising young woman. Yes, great storytelling. Loved it. And I mentioned this when I talked about it the first time, but same creator director i believe as killing eve which if you didn't watch that show and you enjoyed promising young woman um kind of the same vibe of like Mm -hmm. playful but also dark and so yeah um promising Woman was great and again bo burnham was so good (laughs) and jennifer coolidge i love her (laughs) i don't know if there's one standout i'm surprised usually i'm like I can think of one, but I've been watching so many movies. <laughs> They're all blending together. Recently, I did really enjoy Old, and I didn't think that I would enjoy it as much as I did. I mean, it's kind of creepy, mm-hmm. but the philosophical question they raise at the end, I think is kind of timely, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but that's worth a watch. And I don't think this really qualifies, qualifies as a movie, but favorite documentary by far, Roadrunner. Docs count. All about Anthony, yeah, did they? Yeah. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Love it. If you need a good cry, go ahead and give it a watch. Yeah, definitely. That'll get into the eyeballs. Um, mine. Okay. As I spoke about last week, you guys know House of Gucci. Mostly Gucci. just because, I mean, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, that fashion. Wait, Adam Driver has been busy. So busy. 2020 and 2021. So busy. Are you going to watch The Last Duel? I don't know if that's really your... Vi- I mean, you would wa- watch any Adam Driver, Probably, right? yes. Um, speaking of... I try to watch Annette. I know. Ugh. I have to try and see if you were just, like, not in a good mood. <laughs> or is it because they were singing? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's... Maybe it was just too... It was just too much. I don't know. Yeah. Let me know what you think. Um, I also really liked What If, which wasn't a 2021 movie, but also that hilarious Adam Driver scene that we just could not get enough of. So if you're looking for just like a light, I think it's like classic rom-com feels that doesn't exist as much anymore. So -hmm. that was really fun. And then Barb and Star. (laughs) The Kirkland brand. That's what we're referencing. Um, Oh my God. You're in 611? (laughs) He's in 611. 611. Yeah, so Barb and Star... If you are looking for just that old school SNL sketch comedy turned into feature like length film, yeah, oh, I could watch Barb and Star a million times. It is obviously a very specific type of humor, but if it's for you, you'll love it. <laughs> yeah, and we can be friends because I know that it's very like a lot. Some people really don't like it because of the humor. Yeah. So if it's your thing, yeah, it is specific. You probably are people. <laughs> Completely different note. Judas and the Black Messiah was one of my favorite movies of the year. Just really, really great. Um, Yeah, if you haven't seen that, definitely give it a watch. On the personal front, switching gears, personal wins. Um, Personal wins. Any personal wins in 2021? I think for me, it's just our friendship. (laughs) Yes. Diane. Mine too. (laughs) It just, I know, I mean, finding support this year was absolutely everything it was such an isolating year it was a dissociative year and just feeling like people got you and you could really connect there was just such a lack of connection so I think that yeah I think the consistency of our friendship throughout this year was like a big piece of my 
personal success this year. Same. Me too. When we were thinking about this, that came up top of mind for me as well, because we may mention this before. I mean, we work for ourselves. We don't have coworkers. We don't have people sitting here with us. We don't have a boss. It's all up to us. That can feel really exciting sometimes, but also isolating. And I'm so grateful that we have each other to bounce ideas off of. And we're so collaborative. And even in this podcast together, I feel like we just share our responsibilities, our, our duties very well. And we have such a good flow. So man, I remember you pitching this idea of doing this whole thing for a couple of years and I had some resistance, Mm -hmm. but I mean, now that we've gotten like 35 episodes deep, I wish that we started sooner that I came around sooner, but you know what, but I kind of don't, I kind of don't because I feel like the moment at which we started this podcast was like exactly where we needed to be. And it would have been a completely different show if we started a year sooner. I think we both were on such a journey with our own healing and like how we work with clients. And I think it just would have been a completely different show. Yeah. Things happen as they, as they should, I think Yeah, this is this for sure. So it's been so great. And like having these, this weekly time together has been so special. Of course we meet outside of actually recording. So I love having that to look forward to and just to switch things up and to have fun yeah. with what we do. We love what we do and we can definitely be serial, but having a space like this has just been a nice way to break things up and not take life and work so seriously. There are a lot of podcasts and and things out there that might be more education focused and we certainly want to give that to you, but we want to give you that entertainment. I know. Remember in the very beginning we got (laughs) in the very beginning we got some kind of like negative vibes review about how our opening segment was too long and we were just like i have you ever listened to a podcast also like well (laughs) maybe this isn't the podcast for you or also do you know about the fast forward button because like what we do here is to invite you into these fun conversations and to try to give you a piece of that like our just friendship riffing enjoying each other's company enjoying our chats about food and pop culture and so if that was missing for you this year, like hopefully you were able to find some of that here. Um, But Diane said that we share our podcast responsibilities really well. And while we do, we also work very differently. So as we realized, we just got into a little fight last night when it's not a fight, but it's funny to call it a fight. I don't like that. I know Diane like (laughs) wants to download this app for podcast scheduling stuff. And I'm like, having the app stresses me out and she's like not having the app stresses me out yeah my virgo (laughs) coming out there and former project manager tendencies yeah Yeah, i can't have a chaotic lack of systems i know and my like rebel tendency (laughs) is just like if it's on a schedule i'm not gonna do it (laughs) yeah so that's good we're sorting it out you guys we're okay Mm-hmm. Content. Pl- yeah, someone did say they wanted us to have a podcast where we disagreed about stuff. So I guess here it is. We disagree systems. about systems. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's get into business wins. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Sure. Yeah, let's get into business wins. Um, I think in August, I celebrated two years of Root Cause Reset, my signature group program. Now, prior to that, I did mostly one-on-one for a few months, which is fun. I still do that too, but with a smaller number of clients each year. 
but I've loved having a group, having community and seeing some of the regulars on our group coaching calls. So that's been really fun. Um, and also this past summer, I ended up hiring a client led live learning expert. She's actually a teacher and a client Taylor. Hi Taylor. Um, to look at RCR curriculum. So right now I'm working on getting that ready for a kind of relaunch, refresh in the new year. So I'm really excited about that. I know it's one thing to create a, or to share good information and resources, but the organization and the experience of my clients really matters to me. I've definitely, I know we both had a continuing ed experience this year where the information was great, but the delivery the organization was ca- like even for someone like i think you'd agree right for like you who doesn't care too much about organization it was chaotic i like organization so. but just in a different way than you <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i'm really excited for refreshing that program so i've had so many women go through that program and i'm excited to serve even more oh and launching launching our podcast yeah. that has been a big big win something I'm so so excited about yeah and I feel like even our clients who listen to the show always share that they like learn new things on the podcast so that's really fun to be able to provide that kind of continued conversation for a lot of the women that we've worked with yeah what are some business wins over there wow this was a really big year for Adina Rubin coaching I mean I started strength training for happy hormones this year which is so exciting I think I've definitely talked about this on the show before, but I think when I first started my business, I was looking at a very specific thing on the internet for online coaches. It was so heavily focused on aesthetics. It was a lot of, you know, coaches in sports bras doing their ab workouts on the internet. And I was not as confident back then. And I think I looked at that and thought, who is going to pay me on the internet to coach them if that is not at all what I do. And I feel like I grew up so much in the last like five years in business, but specifically this year, I just felt so called to help more women get strong and creating this program and creating that community space and doing so much more live coaching because that isolation just set in and I felt like if I'm feeling this, other people must be feeling it too. And being able to bring people together on those live calls and teach them how to swing bells and create a community of fitness for women that was focused on strength and that was outside of all of that fitness culture and diet culture bullshit and just celebrating strength and movement altogether. It was so it felt so aligned, like it felt so right. And I was just like, why wasn't I doing this before? You know, Um, I think it was important that I got my nutrition services off the ground and I help people that way. But there's just something about coaching for me that lights me up, just teaching people how to get stronger. And so Mm -hmm. leaning into the things that light us up this year, like being able to help over 200 women inside of my programs this year between strong foundations and strength training for happy hormones, self-paced coaching and my membership. Wow. Like that feels so good. And 
if you are listening and you worked with me in 2021, I love you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to coach you. And man, yeah, I just can't wait to see where it all goes. Yeah, I think we both said this, have said this several times offline, but because of, or we both saw our businesses going a different way, like maybe doing more self-paced, yeah. more, um, yeah, self-paced, less one-on-one, less group, but then things shifted. And we, I think both found that the community has been so fun and just having a group environment. I love seeing women in my Root Cause Reset student community supporting each other, cheering each other on. And also want to thank my clients for trusting me this year. I know that it is no small task to focus, no small feat to invest in a coach, to focus on yourself when you have a lot of other things vying for your attention. It never feels like the right time, but just want to commend the women who have jumped in and trusted the process and themselves and me as a coach to be in their corner. I don't take that response that lightly. I know that is a lot of responsibility and thank you for coming along for the ride. I can't wait to see how things go in the next year. I know that we both have a lot of exciting things planned that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah, I actually had a client this week share with me in her check-in form that she has a lot of stuff going on, like mental, emotional stuff. And she was saying how she's so grateful that she's inside the program right now because she thinks that it's really helping her to manage a lot of that. And I thought it was such a great insight because so often we hear people say that, oh, it's not a good time because X, Y, Z is going on for me. And hearing a client say what I'm always thinking that that's the best time because especially the groups that we create, like that community support, And having a very clear cut plan of how to approach this, not to mention the way that our approach to nutritional therapy supports mental, emotional, you know, how many clients have we had that we've worked through anxiety by just supporting blood sugar and things like that. But anyways, slight tangent. The point is I know it's very easy as a person on the outside to look at a program like this and think there's so much going on for me. I can't invest right now or I can't imagine putting something else on my plate right or I'm so busy yeah yeah but we see it all the time and again we want to thank our clients those of you that do choose to invest and dive in no matter how busy the season is or what's going on in your life like we know through the tools that we have and all of the people that we have helped this past year what a difference it makes to have that support to have that roadmap so yeah thank you again we don't take that lightly at all and I also want to I mean if you've been listening for a while you know this but I also want to repeat it that working with us and this is not a if you are struggling with something this is not a replacement for working with a qualified mental health counselor therapist so if that is something that you can seek I really hope that you do because therapy is amazing but what we mean is when you physically feel good that can help tremendously. I actually have reflected to Adina through this year, like when I have had rough patches, I think I don't know where I would be if I didn't have movement and nourishing food in place. So I also know that Adina is just talking about when you have a clear plan, that can make all the difference too. But I think we both do this with our clients and that is finding things that will challenge them a little bit, but that meet them where they Mm -hmm. are or give them flexibility. So we are here to be in your corner to make your life easier. 
it's like the closest thing to, to cheat codes or to, to shortcuts, as I like to say to my clients. And my clients have also heard me say it when you feel like you don't have time to focus on yourself is when you need that the most. So we're here. I love to support clients when they're going through big life events and, and things like that because it makes things so much better. Yeah. And I do want to also highlight, I know I've made this joke before, but this isn't the same thing that you hear in the fitness culture space of, oh, if I just lose the weight, I'll be happy. You know, like I've I've put on my yeah. stories before that Adam Sandler <laughs> SNL bit when he's like the travel agent and he's like, if you're sad in New Jersey, you're going to be sad in Italy. <laughs> like, he's like, if your marriage is terrible in New Jersey, you're going to still hate your wife. You'll just be in Italy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just think, Fact. yeah, that's so common in the fitness space of like people thinking like, I'm struggling with all these things with my mental health and I'm struggling with what I consider to be this excess weight. And if I just lose the weight, then I'll be happy. And nah. no, you'll just have a different body and you'll still be sad. But what we do is different because we are talking about supporting neurotransmitters and things on a physiological level. So the reason that a lot of our clients do feel that shift is because it's not just like I'm sad and I'm this body weight and then I'm going to be this body weight and maybe I'll be happy. We are structurally, physiologically supporting your body to be better at being a body. So all the things go better. It's it's much more on a biochemistry level, on a neuro foundational level, we are helping your body to understand how to function differently. I think there's a lot of layers to it. And again, like Diane said, if you do need to seek support from a licensed therapist, that's an important thing to do. But there are a lot of aspects of our mental health that are tied into how our body is functioning. And so the example I always give yeah. is just like blood sugar and anxiety because we see it so much where people think they need to be on anxiety medication and we go ahead and balance their blood sugar and like, ba-boom, they don't need anxiety medication anymore. Again, some clients still do need medication, but yeah. yeah it can be a, a helpful tool for some people. So no shame if you are using those, not at all. That was a little tangent, but the point is this has been a crazy year for our work and we're so honored for all the clients that we have been able to support throughout this year uh let's switch gears and talk about what sucked in 2021 <laughs> we won't spend too much time yeah. here <laughs> trigger warning <laughs> i i'm sure a lot of you are feeling this too i've had so many of these conversations with new clients when we are talking about their stress timeline like what has been going on the last three, six months, last couple of years, that big collective stressor of a global panorama. <laughs> a pandemic. P- penny pasta. Yeah, I mean, I make joke because that's like my coping mechanism. Same, girl, same. Yeah, but it has sucked. And I think what for me has sucked the most, it's hard not knowing when things will change. For me too, obviously these are first world problems and people have been so people have been affected by this in so many ways but like thinking of like when can i go and see family Mm -hmm. that was like last the problem last year or that was what we were going through last year or when can i look forward to the things that bring me so much joy like the far sickness has been so real Mm -hmm. Uh, but for me something that has been so 
difficult, especially in the last like six months is like just burning through my mental resources and seeing how nasty people are to one another. I'm appalled by some of the ways that people talk to each other, especially on the internet Mm -hmm. when you don't see someone, right? So you can be an asshole. And even people that are like some friends sharing things that are so nasty about what people are doing or not doing is so disappointing. And I just don't want to behave that way yeah I agree and again like if you've been listening to this show it will not come as a surprise that Diane and I are both not fans of how this whole thing was handled especially in the U.S. I mean this may upset some of you but in my mind putting masks on two-year-olds is not the answer to our health crisis and it's been really, really hard to be a parent and to make decisions. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, like just compromising on so many decisions because I don't agree with masking children. And it's unavoidable if you are trying to live your life. And the things that I've weighed options of what do I insist that my kid miss out on because I'm not doing that to them versus what do I compromise and do this thing that I vehemently disagree with for childhood development for so much sake of their mental health, their ability to just function as kids. And I think that everyone needs to do what makes them feel safe. And I think so many people are okay with that sentence, but then if the priority is outside of the current narrative, So, for example, for me, my priority is keeping my kids not afraid of germs and not creating anxiety and stress for them around germs. Whatever that germ is, if it's some super bug that's really killing people in droves or if it's just some common germ that we come into contact with that may give us a little cold or a little sniffle or may do nothing to us. But I just am looking at the future in a bigger way. I'm not just looking at the current situation and I just want my kids to know that their bodies are strong and are designed to protect them from whatever they encounter. And I think that right, is so... That, like, the bodies are so amazing and can heal in so much, from so much... I mean, we're encountering bugs, viruses, pathogens all the time, so we cannot outrun them. And if you've been here for an episode at least an episode you know that we're all about building that resilience and strengthening the host yeah and i think because that, that constant fear and like clen- about cleanliness concern over about cleanliness and sterilization it, how long can we do that exactly yeah. i think it was really i've been kind of keeping an eye on the the popular media and just seeing how this is all being presented i don't watch the news very much because i do think that that is inciting a fear that is not that is just making things so much worse. I mean, we can pull study after study about the way that fear suppresses the immune system. We've seen it year after year with colds and flus. We have hard data on that. It's just something we're not talking about right now. But anyways, that's a total tangent. Um, But like I was saying, I think everyone's okay with the idea that everyone needs to do what's best for their family and, and what makes them feel safe. And for me, what makes me feel safe and what makes me feel like I'm protecting my children is keeping them outside of this fear narrative and letting them be kids. And I think a lot of the people I've encountered have had a really big issue with that. 
Like if I choose to keep my kids out of a situation that will require them to wear masks or now, I mean, New York, as of when we're recording this, New York is mandating vaccines for five to 11 year olds to go into restaurants, entertainment. For me, some things just logically do not make sense. I've heard um, someone say recently, logic is fast, science is slow. But like, I think of being on a wide open trail out in California with no one around us and mask people recoiling away from us on the in the open air or when we were at a spa and someone like going out to a patio she took a big breath in as we passed by yeah it's fucking ridiculous i know i've seen that a lot actually in the woods on our hiking trails here some people will hold their breath when they pass us and i'm just like i am are we did we just and whatever lose our brains did everyone's brains just go out their heads like it's i guess if that makes you feel comfortable but honestly i fucking swear that if some people were told that they needed to wear a mask in the shower unless they were like triple boosted they would they would fucking do it i know anyways that that wasn't the point of this episode but as you can hear we're very frustrated because our goal on this show and our goal with our work is always to make you feel empowered inside of your own body to create community around health and to give you agency in your own health like You know, we've peeled back the curtain on a lot of conversations where we feel like you are being prescribed things or things are being mandated and you are not given any education or information or choice in the matter. Like healthcare is not one size fits all. And we've seen that system fail over and over again with birth control. Like how many of us were prescribed birth control as a one size fits all and how many of us are now spending years recovering from it? And you're- yeah, I can't tell you how many women were never told about what could happen on birth control. They're on it for 10 years. They get off and they're like, oh, why can't I easily catch a baby? Like, I, I'm i just so frustrated that, yes, there's there was an emergency for a time, but we're, what, 23 months in and nowhere in the media do you ever hear about strengthening your metabolic health? Mm-hmm. Nowhere do you hear about how to choose healthy foods. And yes, there's there's there are issues with access and there are our vulnerable populations. We are speaking to those of you who do have agency to make some change in your life. Go going for a walk, choosing for fulfilling friendships and relationships. Like I just can't accept this. Um, you know, can't do anything. All we can talk about is this one solution. Yeah, and not to say that there's some... what it means to build health. Yeah, and not to say that that solution doesn't make sense for some people but it doesn't make sense for everyone and to mandate a solution that doesn't make sense for everyone is really unethical in my mind and really challenging really challenging in many ways um things aren't black and white and i i think another challenge like personal challenge evolution i've gone through over the last couple of years is a few years ago i would have been very much in that black and white thinking and maybe been one of those people trying to shame others on social media and just going off on tirades but like the more i've worked with clients and listened to people across different experiences things just really aren't that black and white yeah um yeah and again we are coming from a place of compassion and understand that so many people are making decisions out of fear right now and for me that's part of the problem like we have never given people the opportunity to not be afraid Or to learn about how their body works, how their immune system works. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, 
to sum up, the biggest issue for me is that we're not allowed to ask any questions and we're not allowed to have this conversation. Like this may offend a lot of you. This may be really uncomfortable to think about, to talk about, but it's just not adding up for me. I think like, like we said, there's no conversation around, is your metabolic health a contributing factor to viral load transmission, right? We talk about, oh, if you're vaccinated, you may transmit a lower viral load than someone who's unvaccinated. But we're never having the conversation around metabolic health, which we have tons of data around. Every With every virus, we have data around metabolic health and viral load transmission. So it's just problematic for me that we're not having more conversations, that we're viewing... And that we're not allowed to talk about things. I mean, even words like hormone health, metabolism, immune health. And yeah, there is a lot of crap out there on the internet, but I'm seeing doctors I trust in like research that cannot be shared. It is just taken down or, I mean, that's a problem. You can't even ask questions, which is part of the scientific process, right? You're always trying to find where you might be wrong and thing science is never settled. It's always changing. So yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's really frustrating. Yeah. Can't you tell we're way down? Um, yeah. I mean, thank you for being here and opening your ears to this conversation. We are very open to conversation. I think that's an important thing to be said and important dialogue to be had. I think there's a lot we're not talking about. There's a lot of nuance here. There's there's a lot more to health than one size fits all solutions and whatever the virus is you know if you didn't listen to our kicking the crud episode i would recommend going back and listen to that if you didn't listen to our leading cause of death episodes i would recommend going back and listen to that because health is a big picture and there is more resilience in a healthy body any way you slice it no matter what the virus is so yes there are unknowns here i mean i for example have what they call long covid symptoms i still can't drink red wine but that doesn't scare me in the way that people would like me to be scared i've had conversations with friends family members who are like oh you can't taste wine you have long covid like what's happening to your brain or your body and i'm like you've been watching the news like that's not how I want to live my life and yeah I have family members that watch have the news on all day every day I can't imagine it's a lot for your nervous system yeah yeah I know I I shared this with you the other day but this really resonated with me um and that was that fear doesn't keep us from dying it keeps us from living and interpret that as you may you know I think there was actually a Wall Street Journal opinion piece a few months ago, which I've really respected the Wall Street Journal because they've been airing some opinion pieces that they, as a pub- publication, may not agree with. But there was this piece all about when are we going to assume normal risk analysis? And at what point is it going to be okay to say, like, I am taking a risk that someone else may not take when it people can make their own decisions about I feel comfortable going to a restaurant going to the movies getting on a plane whereas someone else may not like I think if we just keep trying to sanitize the world we're going to get nowhere and we're going to continue to see new strains and mutations because that's what viruses do viruses be viruses (laughs) and so yeah it's like everything in life some people go on roller coasters some people are too scared to go on roller coasters some people skydive like some people 
some people don't drive Go on an airplane yeah some, some people don't, don't drive a car because they don't feel comfortable driving a car but at some point we have to assume certain risks to just live our lives like i can't imagine if i was in my 80s right now and i was locked down in my house for two years like i want to hug my grandkids i want to live my life i want to spend my days right. doing things i love to do like yeah what point are we going to be talking about how to strengthen your health and to actually build health because that does not come from the solution that is so often talked about right now. Um, and community connection is so important. And I know just from talking to so many of my clients, how many of us are deprived of that right now. Yeah. And to be isolated and not have community connection, meaningful relationships is incredibly detrimental to your health. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the fact that like natural immunity is first of all getting censored on Instagram, but second yeah. of all, and it's going to be a conspiracy soon, I'm sure. Yeah, like not even a part of the conversation. Like in other countries, mm-hmm. they're recognizing natural immunity as having recovered from, like if you recovered from COVID, that's counting as your quote unquote vaccine. Which I mean, I have a problem with mandates to begin with, but what, like for example, okay, New York, they're mandating vaccines to go into restaurants, sporting events, concerts, like the whole deal. But you only need proof of one dose of a vaccine. So if we're telling people that you're not immune or you're not that you're not immune until you've had two weeks after your second dose or now they're up to three doses. But you only need proof of one shot to go into these places like it. It doesn't make sense to me about being about health and protecting people. And I I just like it's very frustrating because Right. Logic is fast. Science is slow. And yeah, the this surprised me because like I said, a few years ago, I think I would have felt very differently, yeah. especially before I knew people, friends, family, clients who have had these different experiences. Um, I'm a, an Enneagram one. Like we follow the rules. Right. But when they don't make sense to me. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Like when we go into restaurants or like it's just yeah it's wild and it's interesting how other countries are handling it where they are using their brains and acknowledging natural immunity yeah (laughs) a lot of questions not a lot of answers again that may be difficult for some of you to hear there is a very strong narrative in one direction and questions are not welcome (laughs) you know conversation polarizing some of you yeah probably be mad at us that's okay we love you anyway yeah we love you and we're still here for conversations around health and i think that's the thing that's been missing this year is like Mm -hmm. dialogue and so yeah we want to open dialogue we want to have conversations if you want to talk questions respect yeah go for it again like let's think about how we show up let's think about how we talk to each other but that's it And I think that leads me into like what I want to see more of in 2022. And I think it's dialogue and I think it's compassion and I think it's commitment to true holistic health, community, love, conversation, all of it. Like that's we don't take this lightly. And this is why we do what we do. Like I love this work. I love seeing women feel empowered in their bodies and taking charge of their health and breaking free from the narrative that's given to us when we're young girls that you that thin is the only way to be and health only looks one way and i love seeing women also enjoy the food that they're eating and just 
feeling like they have the tools after we are done with our programs together. I know that's true for you too. So we are very passionate about this and helping more people build what we feel is true health and resilience. Yeah. 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 So Adina, what are some things that you are looking forward to on the work, the business front in this next year? All right. So 2022 is going to be certainly the year of my postpartum program. I've been working, I've been chipping away at that. I've been getting a lot of questions, especially from clients I've worked with in the past who are like, by the time I have my baby, you better be done with your postpartum program. Um, right. Like you help them in preconception and now. Yeah. They're like, I'm waiting. Because for- um, yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen some. I've seen some shit in the postpartum fitness space. So we're going to do that. I saw a reel the other day and I was like, wow, I resonate this. It was like when I see that a postpartum program has people working out six days a week and I'm like, have you ever met a postpartum woman? (laughs) So yes, you can expect it to look a lot like my regular general health and fitness programs, my prenatal programs. It will be two to three days a week of strength training, um, probably some more frequency when we're focusing on just breath and reconnecting the core right after birth. But oh, I'm so excited for you to launch as I have clients. I want to refer to that immediately. A year ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you're post, I mean, this is not just for newly postpartum mamas, right? Like you're postpartum forever. Yeah. yeah. If you've never actively worked to rehabilitate your core and pelvic floor connection, if you are 15 years postpartum and are now struggling with leaking or things like that, like it's never too late to, rehab that system so yeah that's going to be really exciting in 2022 and i do want to make some more self-paced options so that people can really have that um on their own i'm playing around with the idea of you see how i do my programming now but i'm playing around with doing the idea doing some more like follow along videos because i know a lot of people are looking for that um so we shall see do you have an eta eta on that yet or it's in development i don't want to put that out there (laughs) i got to figure out my schedule for next year and and see where it fits in but yeah that is the goal and then My goal is to grow my membership. Like I mentioned, I really want to create that space for women to just continue training together and we could do different phases of our programming and work on different skills. I might have like a pull-up group if people want to do that, a barbell cycle, like just playing around with... Yeah, right. I'm already in your membership, but... We're going to see how we can (laughs) kind of phase out different, um, different programming blocks and let people learn new skills. So... That'll be really fun. And obviously more continuing education, duh, helping more women. <laughs> yes. We both like some continuing ed. I mentioned on a recent podcast episode that in February, I will be starting my emotional freedom technique, EFT, tapping. Really love that. Um, always staying in my scope. That's so important. But I really like this modality, especially for those who don't want to just sit still. So don't keep those issues in your tissues. Uh, Similarly, on the self-paced note, I've had so many requests to make RCR self-paced. So for those who can't invest in the full-on experience of having the group, uh, the community, the monthly coaching calls, or who don't desire that, we'll have that rolling out once I refresh the curriculum. So I'm going through that. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, I am... I mean, that was one of my favorite invest business investments was having 
a teacher, a client-led learning expert get her hands on my program so that um, not only is information solid, but the journey will be too. And I want that to be thoughtful for everyone who goes through it, whether that's with me alongside them as their coach or if they're going through self-paced. So really excited to love on my signature program that way that and also your curriculum those, is so good that program is going to be so good when it's self-paced um i just had an idea so and i feel I like so myself we should keep this in the podcast but i had an idea maybe we should, once that self-paced and once sthh is self-paced we should do some kind of bundle where people can bundle it up and get both <laughs> i like this well as you're talking about membership i don't know if this would ever resonate for both of us but like is there an opportunity for us to have some kind of like membership yeah. Since we cross crossover. But yeah. Um, for my one on one clients, I'm really excited to start offering HTMA, hair and tissue, mineral analysis, blood work, the full Monty blood work. So this is fun these are functional lab tests, but why I'm really excited about these, they are more accessible. So even with my practitioner discount that I offer to my one on one VIP clients stool testing is still an investment mm-hmm. <laughs> and so too is the protocol are the protocols that are associated with it and we've talked on past episodes how for most people it makes sense to start out with something like rcr the foundations even if you've been at this for a while but i really like what htma can tell us about mineral status status adina and i both completed a recent uh continuing ed that was all about minerals and metabolism so really excited to bring that knowledge and education to how I use these tests and how um, we learn about revving up that juicy metabolism. So yeah, we have some exciting things coming up in 2022. So on the personal front, well, our lease is up in April. So where will life take the Rubens is the real question. You guys will have to stay tuned. (laughs) Um, yeah, so definitely figuring out where I want to spend my life. That is going to be a journey for next year. And then I'm just committing to more adventure, more play. I just want to have a lot of fun in 2022. I, do you choose a word or anything? Like, I do this in my bullet journal every year. I don't. I'm just like, I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's been like play and alignment this year. Yeah, I can do more of that. Let's do it. Lots of that. Yeah, I'm into, I mentioned the far sickness before in years past in fall winters when Neil and I adventure sometimes for three, four weeks at a time. Um, really grateful that we're able to do that. I can like work from anywhere. Um, we were really looking forward to a cousin's wedding in the Philippines, the motherland. I've never been, but um, due to like just logistics and all that my um, cousin's moving that to the states so we won't be going to the philippines in may so (laughs) with michigan being 17 degrees today and gloomy i need a trip to look forward to i need a beach why don't you book puerto rico with us i'm thinking about going back to puerto rico for another kettlebell certification this year so maybe diane will join me and we'll just hang at the beach and i'll swing bells it's a possibility (laughs) or cabo one of my um besties topsy just left Cabo and I had some major FOMO. (laughs) Oh, she's telling me all about it. So that's a possibility. Uh, We're looking to something for our five-year wedding anniversary that's coming up in February. I can't believe that's already almost here. So crazy. Those are some personal things. And yeah, I think that's really it. Maybe I'll get another pug. (laughs) (laughs) Not just for Christmas. 
All right. Forever. Well, that rounds it out. That is season one of GYST, this new podcast that your cue did not know it was missing until we got mm-hmm. here. We have arrived. And we are so grateful for those of you that listen to the show, for those of you that slide into our DMs and let us know how much you love the show, the episodes that you're listening to, what your takeaways are. Man, this has been so much fun. Such a treat to spend this time with you, Diane, once a week. And such a treat to share all of this fun, controversial information. Spicy. (laughs) With those of you that choose to listen. So thank you again so much for being here. We will see you in 2022. If you yeah, will be back January 4th. Yeah. If you have any questions, comments, topics you would like to see covered next year. If you want to tell us what your favorite episodes were so we can know what you want to see more of. Do let us know because that's how we make this show even better for you. If it could get any better. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> have an excellent holiday and happy new year. We'll see you in 2022 yes we love you bye thanks for listening to the gyst podcast as always your ratings and reviews mean the world to us if you enjoyed this episode take a second take a little screenshot throw it up on your instagram story and tag us so we can thank you properly for sharing this show with other women that it might help See you next week. We love you. Bye.